Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. Welcome, everybody, to the Retail Corner Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make better decisions with marketing. And in order to do that, we're going to be talking to none other than Justin Chen, who is the co-founder of PicFu. How are you doing today, Justin? Good. Thanks for having me, Carlos. No, it's a pleasure. So tell us a little bit more about you. Know, you. I, know, I know you're a software engineer, project manager, right? So very technical, yeah. and you've decided to become an entrepreneur, I think, along, along your career or your lifespan, right? Mm-hmm. So how has that, you know, been, that journey been for you? Yeah, so both my co-founder and I are, are engineers by by education, and uh, we wanted to run something on our own. So years ago, we quit our job, our corporate jobs, and then started a, a different business. It was a a restaurant menu aggregator, actually. So it's like totally totally different. But we were working on a redesign for that business, mm-hmm. and we needed consumer feedback on it because uh, John and I, my partner, couldn't decide on which design to go with. So we wanted to put it out to a bunch of strangers. We couldn't find a solution for it, so we decided to build it as a side project, and that's kind of where PicFu started. And uh, yeah, we kind of left it there for a while as a side project, and then it kind of started getting legs of its own. And you know, uh, soon enough, it it was overtaking our previous business, and we decided that we needed to come over and and, and grow the whole team and and uh, evolve the product. Wow, wow, that's crazy! But I think it happens so much, uh, so many times like that, right? A lot of yeah. times, you have a goal or you have a vision. And you have gold in your hand somewhere else, right? Yeah. But you don't really think anything of it. But but I think it, it hits on a great point, right? For all entrepreneurs out there, it, it's not what necessarily in business. It's not always what you have in your mind as your dream, but rather yeah. what the consumer tells you that they want. Exactly. Yeah, and right? that, that was actually one of the things that drove us to want to continue with PickFu is that the customer feedback we were getting was just so positive around. Um, you know, oh, you helped me so, so much with this important decision in my life. And it, you know, really changed the trajectory. And so like those, those kinds of things, any entrepreneur, any business owner loves hearing. And so of course, we wanted to spend more time hearing that kind of feedback. Of course. Yeah. yeah, Because the reward is beyond the money, right? It's it's a personal, emotional, psychological (laughs) satisfaction. Yeah, no, I hear you completely. So, so tell me a little bit for everybody out there. What, what is Pickful? What do you, what do you guys do? What service do you offer? How can people engage it? Yeah, so um, it's basically enterprise-grade market research made available for everyone. So you could think of it as a, a digital focus group where you ask a single question and you maybe you put up one to eight different creative assets. So it could be something like, which product would you buy? And you put up two product packaging designs. And what we're, we're going to do is we're going to reach out to our panel of people. We're going to pay them to respond very quickly. And so they're going to choose which one they like, and they're going to give you written explanations why and demographic information. And so this turns into a very easy way uh, for you to gather consumer feedback about, you know, product ideas, idea validation, branding, company names, packaging, of course, all the way down to marketing creatives, like ads, all that kind of stuff. So kind of anything that you want to hypothetically test out, um, but you don't want to, you know, test it live, or maybe there's a huge money investment. And so you, you know, you want to make sure that you've got some data. 
Nice, nice. So pretty much you guys are bringing like focus groups and marketing analysis of target audience, right? That, that depending on what your exactly. product is. And I'm assuming when you, what you as a consumer engage with PicFu, right? Uh, you have the ability to segregate uh, on the groups that you think is your target audience as you're trying to experiment on a new product or maybe a new idea, as you mentioned. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So by default, it'll default to um, first come, first serve. Uh, but you could target by demographics, so age, gender, income, or uh, some of the behavioral aspects. So maybe they own a cat, or they drink tea, or maybe they use beauty products. So a lot of these other consumer type uh, attributes we're able to target by. Um, we're in the US, Canada, UK, Australia, and Germany. And so wow. you know, even if you're doing market validation to sell in you know, uh, Amazon Germany or something like that, you can do that as well. Okay, perfect, perfect. And now this will work for either e-commerce, right? Or if it's brick and mortar, right? Because ultimately exactly. you're just giving a focus group and saying, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. And so how can, uh, if you can explain the process of incorporating consumer feedback, just in general, right? Because I think a lot of times, again, how we started mm -hmm. the conversation, people get so focused on, hey, this is my goal or this is my dream business. Yeah. And they rarely listen to other people's opinions, especially the consumer opinion, which is yeah. <laughs> right gold, the most important, right? The only one that really matters. Uh, so how should people be incorporating all this information and really listening to it? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that can start as, as early as the, the ideation phase. And maybe you, you've got a particular product in mind or some kind of value proposition, and you just want to reach out and see if it's resonating with a particular audience. So, you know, perhaps you're, reaching, you're selling uh, something to dog owners and you want to ask them, you know, do you ever have problems with this situation and would you buy this product? And you could just do this kind of open-ended test. Um, and people will just write open-ended feedback like, oh, no, no, here's how I handle it. Or, yeah, that sounds really interesting. And just kind of give you the, the feedback that you would get if you were asking them in person or asking them at a coffee shop. So that's kind of like the earliest way you could do it. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a product concept, but maybe the packaging, um, you could put up that image as well and say like, hey, what do you think about this product? And maybe how much would you pay for it? And just to give you some sense of, okay, like, you know, what's the ballpark that I could potentially go out at? Like, what's the perception based off how it's designed? Um, the funny thing is a lot of people come to us because they know us, know about us uh, through uh, about main image testing. So like their online listings and mm, mm. Um, which is fine. It's a great use case for it. But what ends up happening is you read through the written responses and people will choose. Um, they'll actually make more comments about the branding or the packaging or the product itself and say like, oh, well, I chose this one because like, you know, I, I don't like the other one's branding. And that's really unfortunate because if they had gotten feedback much earlier in the process, then they wouldn't have these issues when they're trying to market, uh, change their marketing creatives, right? Like by that point, you want to make sure everything's rock solid. Oh yeah, it can become extremely expensive to, yeah. to make yeah. changes at that point, yeah, exactly. right? I mean, you could literally can put a business under. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but uh, obviously, you know, it works for when you're starting the idea, when you're starting the product, the, the design. Yeah. But what about when, hey, maybe I already have my business going, right? Yep. And, and, and I don't know if I want to pivot to different places. How mm -hmm. can I leverage PicFu in order to do that where, where I'm not going to get traumatized with, oh, my God, I need to change all the greens to blues or something like that, right? Yeah. So I mean, if you're not in a position to change the, the product or the packaging, um, 
marketing creatives are probably like the next step that you could probably uh, uh, improve through PicFu. So, you know, whether that's uh, your online listings or maybe if it's even in-store, um, you know, shelving displays, you know, there's certain things might, uh, depending on what kind of a product you're selling, uh, there's a lot of different things that you could test uh, because improving click-through rates or just like drawing people's attention uh, to your product when they're on the shelf uh, you know, maybe they're displayed a different way or whatever it is, um, mm. can make a big impact. Pricing is another thing that you could adjust. So maybe you want to explore bundles or like add-ins to your product. And, and that's something that we see a lot of people testing, you know, if this is $10, would you buy this two of them for 15 or maybe two plus a guidebook or whatever it is for $30, right? So you can test a lot of different, uh, ways to increase your, your actual order value. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And, and we were talking about like, you know, optimizing product listings. Right. Uh, and mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of platforms that most entrepreneurs use today, right? Obviously Amazon, Walmart, eBay, yeah. so forth and so on. But so can you tell me with your expertise, like what are some of the strategies that you employ, you know, like top to bottom uh, in order to optimize, right? Because I know that from the moment you put a title on that product, the description, uh, you know, keywords, et cetera, it all impacts how the consumer has that accessibility to that product. Yeah. I mean, I think it all starts, if you're selling on a marketplace, like any of those that you started uh, stated, I think the first thing is to think about your main image, uh, you got to get the click first of all onto your listing. So making sure that your main image stands out from all of your competitors. And so um, there's a lot of interesting best practices around that. And, and a lot of them include laying out your product with the packaging, especially if you spend a lot of time on packaging, um, because I think it it gives the consumer a better sense of what they're getting. Um, and if you've spent time on good packaging, it actually makes it look like a more premium product. So spending some time and, and creating a main image that actually lays out the product in in an angle that makes it uh, very legible and you know readable, and then also uh, uses the packaging as a way to create some depth, um, I think is a, is a, be a best practice. Um, and then com comparing the those images that you create against your competition to make sure that it, it stands out and it's appealing, um, is important. Um, yeah, getting to the listing, there's a lot of best practices around, um, first prioritizing the, the, uh, the selling points that you're, you're marketing, I think is a really important thing. I think a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs assume that there are certain selling points to their product that they're like, Oh, I'm going to emphasize these five things, but, is that even what people care about? And so one of the things that we have yeah. people do on PicFu is actually, um, hey, if you're a dog owner and you're going to buy a dog bed, like what are the what are the top things that are important to you? You know, and maybe they'll talk about like washability or, you know, the material, whatever it is. But once you get all this feedback, now you kind of know how to prioritize the benefits, not only in your copy, but also like in any lifestyle images or secondary images that you want to create those should also emphasize those points, right? Like, oh, it is washable. I really want to drive this home. There's a bullet point. There's an image. My, you know, my, my description has an even bigger image or maybe there's a video about it, right? So like you really want to make sure that those, those points are driven home. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and when we're talking about marketplace, right? Because I think mm -hmm. it, this is a challenge for everybody, right? Yes, you get on the marketplace, but there's millions and millions and millions of options, yeah. right? So how do you how do you leverage this marketing information? How do you leverage how to really use like the consumer insights, right? In order not just to target your audience, but to really come out there in those marketplaces. Um, I think one of the ways that that we suggest is actually trying to use the uh, 
your target consumer's language, uh, both in your listing and then also by virtue, like kind of targeting those search keywords, right? So, you know, I think people describe things and search for things in a very different way. And even though you may call it a dog bed or something, maybe people call it like a puppy pad or napping spot or whatever it is, right? There's all kinds of weird ways that Mm -hmm. they might type into the search engine. And so you kind of want to make sure that those kinds of terminology are are maybe used on your listing so that you start ranking for a lot of different ways that your uh, consumers uh, are searching for. So that's one, one tip there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think you hit you hit it on the nail, right? Like a lot of times we believe that the keywords are very specific words that right, yeah. dog is dog, right? And yeah, and it really it really is. And you'll be surprised how many different keywords that almost have nothing to do with with what yeah. you're looking for uh, have the highest rate, right, and the highest mm-hmm. frequency of usage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so w- when we talk about your experience and you've managed to increase click through rates, right? How much yeah. have you guys been able to click click through rates? For, for your clients? Yeah, so one example, obviously every every customer is different, but one example we had was a, a company called YesBar, and uh, they're a, kind of like a protein bar uh, that you can buy in any retail shop. And mm. so they were trying to improve their Amazon click-through rates. And so they they created a few different variations of their, their main image, and they tested it with PicFu. Um, the poll that they ran cost $65, like, you know, pretty affordable, but it gave them the confidence to know which one was going to perform better. And so once they swapped out that new image, they got an immediate 12% click-through rate uh, increase on their click-through rate. And so basically wow. it, it netted a return immediately because, you know, those immediately led to, to higher conversion rate as well. And so it just goes to show that, that the smallest change on your main image could really make a difference. Um, even for people who are maybe searching for your branded term, but you always need to assume that they're they're not searching for your branded term. They're searching for protein bar or some, something like that, right? So you really need to make sure that main image sticks out, um, increase your click-through rate. Nice. And so when when uh, clients or people that are interested, right, in, in getting this service, is it on a monthly basis? Uh, you know, is it per project? Is it per inquiry? How does it work? Yeah, so it's uh, it's all self service. There's no subscription needed ever. So it's uh, it's pay as you go. Uh, so mm-hmm. each one of our surveys starts at a dollar per response. So if you're running a survey and you want 15 people, it'll be 15 dollars uh, up to 500 people. It'll increase a little bit with uh, more specific targeting, or maybe you're testing eight different product logos versus like two. That'll cost a little bit more as well. I would say the average cost is probably like $70 or so for the average uh, uh, retail uh, customer. Um, so that's, uh, we always want to make sure that it fits our, our customers testing cadence, right? And I know that some people kind of go through phases where they're doing development or optimization of things, and then they're working months on, you know, uh, logistics and operations and fulfillment. They're not really thinking about this stuff. So that's why we didn't want to have a subscription that you had to have every single month. Nice, nice. Yeah. So somebody can start, have do a survey, <clears throat> go back, continue, continue developing, exactly. and then come back once they have some yeah. other adjustments that they've made. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that's great because in A, it makes it very affordable. And yeah. then B, it makes it very convenient for your operations, right? As, as you're exactly. growing or you're trying to pivot in different stages. That's awesome. And have you guys conducted like any experiments that led to higher conversion rates uh, with some of your clients or internally? Have you done anything like outside of the ordinary that you might recommend for people like, Hey, we did this one thing and it, it became like this crazy return, you know? <laughs> um, nothing off the top of my head. I, I think, I think it's always hard to generalize, uh, 
you know, the best practices, because I think even, even online, like it differs by different product categories, you know, like the things that we see work in uh, nutritional supplements may not work in, you know, kitchen goods or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think the best practice that we just recommend is, is iteratively testing, most importantly, testing and get your competition. I think most people come to us thinking it's great to uh, test very, like, you know, the design variations we're creating, but the more important test is actually your thing against your competition, because ultimately that's what's going to matter in the marketplace. And too many customers come to us and they, they spend a lot of effort iterating on this perfect design that they have by itself, but it pales in comparison to all the competition. And then they're upset that they're, they're not, they're not winning. It's like, mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. you didn't actually test it against your competition. So how, how are you supposed to know, you know, that it's actually, yeah. How, how, do you, how did you have a threshold, right? For yeah. a compare point of comparison. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so when we step away from marketplaces, right, I think a lot of people, they start their e-commerce, right. Yep. And they start their business on e-commerce, but again, right. There's millions and millions of, of different outlets and millions and millions yep. of websites, um, how, how do you recommend for people to be able to bring people to that website, right? Because one thing is, how do you excel in the marketplace? And I think another thing very different is, great, you created your own website and you have a couple products in there yeah. or services. How do you excel on making awareness of that? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a difficult challenge. I think a lot of people who start on marketplaces then bring it to their own website. I know they, they try to drive some of those customers back to their own site for repeat sales. So, you know, those are like product inserts and things like that as, as a using the marketplace as a channel for customer acquisition. Um, otherwise I think for most uh, direct to consumer brands, it seems like, um, you know, ads and, and social media seems to be a popular approach. Um, building an email list uh, obviously uh, is one approach or putting content out, um, you know, as, as we're doing with, with the podcast here is another way that you could uh, drive cus customers in. Um, and affiliates and influencers is, is another approach as well. Um, you know, getting your product into the hands of, um, the people who are influencing buying decisions is, is probably the, the most effective way nowadays. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think right now the, the outlet that's being used the most for it is uh TikTok. No, I think yeah. right now, because there's so many filters and so many algorithms and all yeah. the other platforms, right. That now it, you're. Even if you have a million followers, only 10% is really looking at yeah. your information. Yeah. So uh, well, one last question I want to ask you, and I ask this of everybody, you know, if, if you had one piece of advice for, for all the entrepreneurs out there that are listening, uh, as they're developing their business, they're growing their business, or maybe they're starting their business, mm -hmm. what would be that one piece of advice based based on your experience on how and how you guys arrived to where you're at at PicFu, and also from what you see from your clients? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just comes back to talking to your your customer, your target customer and, and understanding, understanding their needs. And even as a software company, uh, that's what we do every day. We're always talking to our customers, both the good ones and, and the unhappy ones, trying to understand where we can improve. And obviously, you can't satisfy everyone, but those are all important data points to understand um, how they're making their, their buying decisions and how they're retaining or not retaining. And so I definitely recommend every um, person selling products as well to do the same. So whether it's using a platform like PicFu or, or finding some kind of Facebook group of, you know, dog owners or moms and talking to them and then even talking to your, your uh, past customers and understanding like, you know, obviously there's reviews, but if you can actually have a conversation with them, I think it's even more powerful.
to understand how things fit into their lives and, you know, what improvements you can make. So I think these conversations are invaluable that you could have with your, your customer. So I, that, that's my piece of advice. No, that's a great piece of advice. And I think there are conversations that are never ending, right? Regardless yeah. of how big your business gets, you should always, right, parlay with your consumer, right? Because yeah. they're, they could be your biggest ally or they could be your biggest yeah. enemy. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Sure. Well, Justin, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. And thank you for sharing all your insights. And for everybody out there listening, you know, if you guys want to, you speak full and try to make decisions before rather than after, right? So be proactive on mm -hmm. the usage of your of your resources, not just from from uh, actual labor resources, but also from monetary resources. I think this is a great product that will allow you guys to leverage information from potential consumers, from your real target audience, uh, and allow you guys to make the best decisions possible. So, Justin, thank you guys for, for creating this and for developing this and sharing this with the world. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Carlos. A pleasure. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening.